Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Anthony, back with another edition of the 4th Man Podcast. We appreciate everyone who's tuning in to today's episode. This is episode 93, and it's a bit, a little bit overdue. I apologies for a little bit of the layover, especially in the heat of the big three offseason where there's a lot going on. We have a ton of updates for you, and that's why it's going to be such a great show today. I'm going to make sure that everyone's caught up to speed on what's going on within the league today. The reason it's been a little overdue is that the plan was to have a guest. I try to have a guest on every episode, at least on the back end, so that you guys can hear more from the players within this league and hear about their experiences and hear just hear from the players in general a little bit more. But due to some scheduling conflicts with a couple players here and there, that didn't necessarily work out. And I just felt like there was too much news to not have a show anytime soon. So today, we're just going to update you on what's been going on around the league, or I'm just going to update you on what's been going on around the league, because a lot of exciting stuff going on in the Big Three community. As always, uh, want to make sure that everyone's following the show on social media at 4th Man Pod, watching the show uh, on YouTube at youtube.com slash 4th Man Pod, and also, you can find the show on Dash Radio or listen to the show on Dash Radio through the Nothing But Net channel on Saturdays as well as Mondays now, as we now have two time slots. Thanks to the guys in Nothing But Net channel for giving us that platform. And it's just a really crazy time right now. But I think I need to say and hold myself accountable. I know I've been talking about adding videos to YouTube and doing a little bit more visual content, a little bit of different types of content rather than than just podcast episodes. I said I had something in the works in previous episodes. I did have something that works. Okay, guys, I actually did record something. I started to edit it, realized editing videos is a little bit harder or maybe just out of my wheelhouse more than I thought it was. But I did try. I was almost done. Actually, I just was trying to add some music, trying to get my boy to listen to it and make a little beat for me and ended up losing everything ahead of it. So I've decided to stray away from that series. I'm going to go a different route. I just recorded something today from a visual purpose, going to use a different type of software to edit that video, just make it a little bit easier because I think it'll be dope content and get that up very soon. So make sure you're on the lookout on YouTube, not just for any new episodes dropping, but also video content as well. So with that being said, Today's episode, man, ton of news to update you guys on. I'm sure some of you guys have seen some of the bigger highlights that's going on within the league. I'm here to kind of break it down a little bit more. And, you know, between the the league and the new NFT ownership, trying to fractionalize um, ownerships or owner, fractionalize the teams in terms of who owns the league, rather, who owns the team, excuse me, rather than the league owning all 12 teams. And the amount of players that are constantly joining the draft pool, and we still have two weeks to go before the combine, it's been a really crazy time. 
Um, so I just want to say, one, uh, thanks for tuning into the show. Thanks for being patient with me. But two, I want to welcome anyone who is new to the big three, new to the podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in the first time. There's obviously a lot of things that you can go back and listen to. But hey, I think the most exciting time in the big three is always the next day, right? So tuning in right now is never a bad start. If you want to listen from old players, you can definitely do so. You want to see where the league's come. If you're new to the league, definitely do so as well. But I think this is a really exciting time. And I think it starts with our biggest news story right now. Maybe this is 1A and 1B, but I don't know. This might be our top news story. I had a really hard time deciding which one to talk about first. And that's the fact that Killer Threes has a new owner. They have actually been acquired by the Degods NFT, the Solana, Solana NFT project, Degods, the Degods DAO. Um, as you can tell, I'm a little bit out of the NFT world, but nonetheless, Degods NFT have acquired Killer Threes. And really what I mean by that is that for the big three ownership, um, in terms of the NFT ownership stakes, there was going to be 975 gold tiers, which could be bought at $5,000 per team. And then they had 25 fire tier stakes at $25,000, and that's per team as well. Degas NFT looking to change the game, and they decided that we're just going to acquire and have very much control and ownership of Killer Threes by spending $625,000 buying all the fire tier and now are the owners of Killer Threes. And I mean, what, what a start to this ownership. You know, we've heard about Cube and I think the, some other personnel within the big three talk about different people, you know, buying bits and pieces of teams out there and being really excited about this because of the, I guess they call it utilities, but incentives is, is really the way I look at it out there, all the incentives that owners get. But to just downright say, hey, let's just change the way of this new type of, of ownership, professional or ownership of owning a professional team through this decentralized system and say, screw it, we'll just buy it all. And what's really cool, and I, when I was welcoming you know, new people to the show, I really wanted to welcome a lot of people from the, the God's community that showed me a lot of love the other day on Twitter space. But what's really cool, if you weren't a part of that Twitter space the other day with the gods and Cube and Jeff, the vision they have for this is pretty insane. And I think I've been a little bit linear about, you know, we buy some stakes through NFT ownerships, um, get to mint different NFTs and you get all these different incentives, but they really like, I think I need to be a little bit more open-minded about this. Not that I was, but just kind of like exercise my mind a little bit on where you can really take this and what, the, the gods, the, the team at the gods is doing is pretty remarkable. I mean, they're not only building a community or building on top of the community they already have. Um, they don't already, they didn't just buy a team for the, the gods community in itself uh, or for themselves, but for the entire the gods community. I mean, but the vision they have to expand this thing, make this thing big alongside in collaboration with the big three is just incredible. I, I highly recommend going back and listening to the entire Twitter space and really just listening to, I think his name was Frank, talk a little bit more about the ideas he has. You know, he's trying to get more people from the gods or maybe even outside to, to be involved with this, whether it's about like writing more about games or maybe trying to commentate on live Twitch streams, you know, trying to get some 
guys who do highlight uh, or create highlights, put highlights together on YouTube and pay them to, I guess, do more work around killer threes um, and really just trying to build this brand um, and build this team killer threes and sole goal of going to win a championship. But I think too, um, at the same time, going to win a championship, I think they're trying to build uh, this, this team and build this league and build the excitement around it. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of, of doors that have been opened through this new ownership style. And I think the gods, they, they really uh, are blazing and pioneering a path that no one actually envisioned. Maybe, maybe the league did, but I don't think a lot of people necessarily envisioned when this idea came to light that they, that the big three was going to do this. And that's just, you know, by control of the, of the whole team or by, I have, you know, have majority stake within this whole team. Now, I don't know if the big three is necessarily going to do that for every single team. I think the idea is that they still want a bunch of the community and big three fans. They want as many people as possible to be involved within this, but Hey, at the same time, like the gods ha can still has 975 stakes or, I'm not really sure how it works because they are kind of the owner, but it seems like they have 975 stakes to get other people involved as well outside of the, the God's community. So still getting people involved, um, but just taking a little bit more authority and having a little bit more autonomy with, with the team. And what I really like too, is that they're not only doing this for the community and the league as well, but also thinking of their players. We're obviously going to add two, maybe three, depending on how the roster sizes look this year. But at the moment, it looks like two. Uh, going to take five players and really try to build their brands as well. He was talking about trying to go out and get Frank and Dante and Josh different brand deals um, and then have people from the community, if they were to get them that brand deal, incentivize them, pay them because they were kind of the the third party uh, in-between person that got them this brand deal. So encouraging people to go get them deals, get their guys um, essentially, you know, more bankroll. And I just thought that was really cool. And the ideas they have are, uh, are really eye-popping. I, I guess maybe this is why I, I don't, I, I'm not in position to buy a team necessarily, but I, I was really interested with that. Um, I kind of hope more people, maybe take a community or make like a community investment and invest in a team um, and have, you know, sole or majority stakes within one team. Cause this, this is pretty, pretty interesting. And they were talking a little bit about collaboration. Obviously there's some, there's some things to work out. This is the first time it's not only ever been done in this league, but, but ever been done, right? Like this is, a, this is what I talked about in the prior show when they first announced this is that this is a low entrance point to get into a professional team and, you know, still, still trying to figure things out as, as the big three has, because they're trying to be really innovative and, and open different doors and create different paths. But this is really, um, this is really just a time for them to figure out, Hey, what, what can we do with this? How, how can we make this thing work? Um, at the same time, how can we get other people interested in this? Because there's a lot of opportunity, not just for, ourselves as a league, not just for ourselves as owners and as a as the community within the gods, um, not just for the players that are part of the team that we own, but also too for 
anybody and everybody out there that's truly interested within, you know, those, those three main topics, right? The big three, um, in this case, killer threes and, and the gods as well, with them being the owners. So anyways, long-winded way of saying killer threes has been acquired, that the first team that's been acquired could be other teams acquired as well. Um, maybe there's other NFT communities out there that kind of take a, a similar path forward. But welcome to everyone in the, the God's community. You guys are, you guys all, you know, are part owners of Killer Threes, a great team to own, a championship contender. I think I talked about this on the Twitter space if you're involved, but a championship contender um, and a team that was inches away if they didn't run into a really hot triplets team in 2019 from winning a championship, having a championship under their belt already. Got a good squad, got a good foundation in place, and there's a plenty of talent to pick from within the draft pool. Um, though I'm sure there's going to be plenty of your guys on your team scouting, um, <laughs> researching, and I'm sure communicating with guys like Dante, Frank, and Josh on who you guys should select to ultimately, you know, get over that hump and, and win that championship. This is Killer Three has been a staple of the Big Three since 2017, and it'd be cool to see, um, you know, them win one. So we shall see what happens, but excited for that. And just want to say a big shout out to. Uh, Frank of the gods for giving me the platform on that Twitter space to just ask Cube and Jeff a question. Um, if anything, I've never been able to ask them a question like that. And I've been covering the league since day one. So for you, for you, <laughs> I already love what you guys are doing um, innovatively from a killer, killer threes league standpoint, but also um, already made a big impact on, on myself as well. So appreciate it. And uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to, to ask my question within there as well. All right. Uh, the other big news that I thought was going to be kind of the one B in terms of, uh, I guess, most of the exciting news is that there's a lot of changes within ball hogs. That's something that's kind of been happening kind of since the last year. I feel like this is a team that's always regrouping, trying to revamp, and Rick Barry and company have ultimately want to turn things around. Uh, not, not a lot of success, obviously, within – the first three years, seemed some saw some things pick up last year when the additions of Leandro Barbosa and drafting Jody Meeks and, and redrafting Will McDonald. But big news in the Ballhawks franchise is that Brian Scalabrini is going to step down as captain. He will either re-enter the draft pool or he will take another role within the big three. Maybe it's as a broadcaster, which we saw him do in a few games last year and did a really good job. Um, and he's already a broadcaster, I think, with the Celtics, um, maybe one of their local channels. So wouldn't make a lot of sense. But I think this is a move that ultimately was kind of, um, you know, the white Mamba's decision because I think he realized that in a, in a way <laughs> – uh, like not, I guess not in a harsh way I'm trying to say, but in a, you know, was holding them back. This is a team that we've talked about in the past on this show a lot that they're maybe one piece away uh, from getting to potential playoff or even, you know, talked about like Brian Scalabrini. Unfortunately, you know, your captain is a guy who's supposed to, you hope uh, and pray is going to be the one to lead you um, at least to the winning ways and ultimately to a, to a playoff and a, and a chance to compete for a championship. And for Brian Scalabrini, that has not really been, been the case uh, throughout his time in the big three. You know, he's, he's been 
he, I would say that the face and figure of ball hawks because of his personality um, and the types of teams he's put together. Like, don't get me wrong. I think he's, he's been a big reason why this team's been able to at least start to see things turn around um, from some of those seasons where they won one or two games. But we got to talk to that. Brian Scalabrini only scored the most points he scored and his four years playing within the big three was 27 points. And that was within the first year. This past year, he didn't score any. He played a little bit less, obviously, because we saw a lot of Barbosa, saw a lot of Jody Meeks, and then a lot of it was Will McDonald and as well as Spencer Halls uh, interchangeably uh, going in and out as big men. But just to put it in, like, put it in perspective, Joe Johnson scored 175 points in that 2019 season in his first season. Granted, that was a big three record at the time, but there's a lot of guys within their first season um, that aren't even captains that score over 100 points. So I think for Scal, um, there's still, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of praise that needs to go towards the White Mamba. I mean, he's the White Mamba, right? He He's made this really entertaining for a long time and been the face of Ball Hogs and kind of given Ball Hogs a little bit more of the spotlight, you know, despite some of their woes when it comes to what's happened on the court. But uh, – at the same time, I'm very intrigued of how Ball Hogs continues and moves forward. And if there is a real shot for them to make the playoffs this year, especially because the other, you know, this is kind of twofold in terms of the news for Ball Hogs. But the other fold there is that Leandro Barbosa has been promoted to captain of Ball Hogs. He'll be the second ever captain of Ball Hogs. Look, he had a really incredible debut within the big threes and big three. Um, Last year, you know, being a co-captain, it was also announced, too, that Jody Meeks is going to be promoted to a co-captain, so he's not going to go back in the draft pool. They're not going to lose him. And there's a lot of – I think this, is, this could be a really big year for Ball Hawks if they draft right. You know, they didn't mention that Spencer Hawes is going to be the co-captain again. It looks like there might be an open slot at the co-captain spot. And so I'm not – I shouldn't necessarily speculate that he's not returning, but it definitely doesn't look like on paper that Spencer Hollis is going to return. So it looks like there's an opening for that spot. It didn't really seem like a natural fit for him coming in and playing, um, whether that's, you know, maybe he wasn't ready to go right away or, you know, I, there could be a variety of different factors, but it never felt, really felt like he was he was an, a seamless fit with what they were doing or maybe didn't have the interest to play at the level maybe that the rest of the ball hogs team was uh, again, that's speculation. So that could not be the case. It's just, that's what it seemed like from the outside looking in, but there is a, I'm very interested to see the news that could pop out over the next few weeks and what ball hogs could do in terms of adding a new co-captain. They also announced on the big three websites in an article that Rick Barry and Leandro Barbosa are looking for, Looking for a big, another big. They've had Will McDonald there for the past two years. So is there a chance that Will McDonald could be promoted to a co-captain spot? Right now he's in the draft pool. Um, is there? Is it one of those things where they just try to go get Will McDonald again if they have a high pick? Could be as well. I don't know. Maybe they want to go a different, different route, kind of start over in a sense. They have their foundational pieces and try something a little bit different. But it looks like they're looking for a big man. And then they're looking for a guy who's about six seven, and he's going to be able to be versatile. And I think not. Think for them, they want to be 
everything that their team is not. And they want to more so take on uh, a scheme where they're going to be moving the ball a lot uh, and ultimately getting guys open shots or getting guys open driving lanes to be able to get to the basket. So uh, a lot of, a lot to un unpack there, you know, we want to wish Scal the best on his next endeavors, whatever that may, that may be. Really nice guy. And whether it's broadcasting in the big three or trying to go back in the draft or maybe someone does pick him up, it doesn't seem like that's necessarily the likely route. But whatever the case may be, we want to wish him the best on his next endeavors. And really want to say thank you to what he's done and meant for this league um, and will forever mean for this league as this league continues to grow, uh, you know, over time. And on the flip side of that, Ballhawks just uh, <laughs> got to be excited for, for what's to come. Yeah, I mean, improved vastly last year. Definitely had an up and down season after a pretty good start for, for them last year, being 2-0. Being and um, Had some tough losses there, but a big chance to change things around. This is a team that's had bad luck, uh, a lot of losing seasons. They try, you know, with – with Scout, he always – the one thing I really appreciate about him is that he, for what he did necessarily bring to the court within this league, he always tried to make up for it with guys that were his co-captains or guys within the draft. It's just things didn't work out. Josh Childress was a great co-captain. They added Deshaun Stevenson. I thought he was a great co-captain. Um, when they had the number one pick, they added Andre Owens, who he's had a ton of success in the big three. Um, you know, that season – didn't necessarily go in their favor. Some tough losses there, and then in 2019, have some had some unlucky things happen to them. They they lost Jermaine Taylor to an Achilles injury right out the jump after a pretty good season too. They never got a chance to add Dushan Bullitt uh, after drafting him within the third round because there was different sanctions that could have been handed down because it was the Olympic season. So a lot of bad luck, but a lot to look forward to this year. Um, with Rick Barry, with Leandro Barbosa, and Jody Meeks. And that's a team that I I might hop on the bandwagon right now. I think that's – I don't know if it's necessarily a sleeper team, but I'm definitely excited about who they add, who might be their next co-captain, and, and what's to come for that league. So, Scow is out. Barbosa has been promoted. Jody Meeks has been promoted and is off limits within the draft pool, obviously. And potentially it looks like Spencer Hawes is also out as another co-captain. So that's the biggest question. You know, I think it starts there. Do they add someone with better experience? Do they add maybe a former teammate of Andrew Barbosa's or Jody Meeks? Or maybe a guy that they just see out there that could be an interesting fit? I don't know. I'm pretty excited. But whoever that next co-captain is will really – We'll really tell, like, or we'll just really see how, what kind of position they're in heading into the draft. Uh, that could really give me a good sense of, like, oh, this is going to be a good team regardless of who they draft, or they're going to have to hit on their draft picks. You know what I mean? So, good luck to Ball Hogs, and we'll we'll see what they do uh, moving forward. Okay. Other other news around the league. Obviously, the draft pool has. I've been day in and day out. If you're not following on, on Instagram or on Twitter, make sure you are. Um, and, um, every day updating the new additions to the draft pool based on what it says on the Big Three website. There's been a couple of people that have commented or reached out on Instagram and said, hey, put me in the draft pool. 
I, I, you know, or like, hey, can you add my name to that? I'm in the draft pool. This is not on the website. Uh, I, I'm not announcing that you're in the draft pool. It sounds like there's some kind of registration. From what I know, it's an invite only combine, um, an invite only to the draft pool. So, uh, but every day I've been updating the who's out in the draft pool because the big three's been registering people left and right. Tons of talent out there right now. 113 players as of May 1st right now. Um, that includes, <laughs> what is that? Isaiah Austin, Earl Clark, Will McDonald, and Craig Smith. Those were four guys that were in the top five picks last year amongst uh, over 30 plus big three players within here. Um, also includes some interesting names. We have obviously 10 tryout players. One of those being Delonte West, it's pretty interesting. One of those being Bright, Brighton Hobbs of Ballas, if you probably know him from Ballas Lies, as Iso Hove. Uh, who else we got in here? I mean, there's a lot of interesting names within here. We got Dewan Blair, the guy with no ACLs. We got Booby Gibson, a guy who played with LeBron James in Cleveland during their, their finals runs. Jordan Crawford, KJ McDaniels, a couple of NBA vets within there. There's, I, I'm very intrigued. We got the Hezzy God, Ryan Carter. He's going to be in there. So this draft pool is really stacked. If you're not keeping up with it, um, you, you definitely need to. And and just, just to be quite honest, I have a good feeling. I'm probably like 85% sure. Um, maybe this is more on intuition, but 85% sure that they are holding out bigger names, not posting on their website because I know people like me will announce it quickly, but holding out on some bigger names that could be joining the league this summer. I think there's going to be, I'm, I'm probably, I'm going to say I'm a hundred percent positive that there's going to be some news leading up to, to the draft about changes at the top, whether it's like different co-captains or maybe a captain who, who knows, but there's definitely going to be changes. That's the cool thing about the big three, in my opinion, if you're a guy who likes off season changes and to see different additions to teams, you'll get a ton of that within the big three. No doubt about it. Um, let's see. There's there's a few other names in here that are super exciting as well. I'm kind of interested to see where Andre Owens goes. Briante Weber is an interesting one. Andre Owens is always just fascinating to me. Former number one, number two, you know, pick in this in this league, as well as being a captain for the first captain for Aliens. Oh, oh freaking Isaiah Austin. Is back in the draft pool. The number I already mentioned that, but I think it's just kind of over my head. I, there's a good chance he goes number one again, and pretty cool to see him back in there because I thought he was going to be. I thought he was retired. I didn't know if that meant from like. I didn't know what that meant. You know, number retired from basketball. I mean, I I guess not from Fireball Three is, is the way I'm looking at it. Uh, Isaiah Austin Sobon balls out a lot with Justin Dittman uh, at the run. Shout out to the run and Justin Dittman. Also, Justin Dimmons in this in this draft pool be hard to pass up on him after the end of the season he had with Tri State helping them get to that number one seed. Got triplets players: Jamario Moon, Allen Anderson, Teddy Gibson, all in the draft pool for the first time since 2019. Pretty nuts there. Got Drew League MVP Pat Rimbert, Pooh Jetter. I feel like he should have been in this draft pool a long time ago. Anyways, a ton of names within here. I think there's only more to come. I just wanted to kind of highlight that this list is pretty fat already, and it's only going to get 
more enticing uh, leading up to the draft. A uh, ton, of, ton of names to pick from. And yes, we are going to do another mock draft. It's going to be a nightmare. I'm just going to tell you that right now, a nightmare. There is no way that I'm going to be able it, – it's going to be a good challenge, don't get me wrong, but there's no way I'm going to get this anywhere close to being accurate. There's so much talent in here. There's, I'm going to have to try to get some inside scoops on what people are thinking, what they're, where they're going. Uh, I'm going to be following people left and right, and <laughs> I'm going to be having to, like, track their every movement to, to understand what they might be thinking because there's so much talent in this draft pool. I'm so amped up about it, and I think captains are too, that it's going to be such a hard selection for captains and coaches to be able to select who, who's going to be added to their team. By the way, if you are new to the show, new to the big three, captains also serve as GMs. So, yes, they will be the guys. And uh, in addition to the coaches that will be selecting these people to add to their teams. Um, but a lot of these guys will recruit guys or recruit different players. And it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. I'm definitely going to do a mock draft though. I'm going to challenge myself. I think last year I got, I think I got three, three or four within the right spot out of 20. That's, that's an okay percentage for, for a mock draft with only 20 people, maybe, right? Okay, so the goal will be to get more than four this year. I think in total, just guys drafted, I probably was closer to the 10 side. I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna shoot for like five players to get, get correct here. And we are gonna do a live show. I just don't know when the draft is actually gonna happen, but gonna do a live show, no doubt. And that's gonna be super exciting as well because we're gonna try to definitely have some more players, more people involved to watch this thing live. See who gets drafted. We'll try to have some draftees on. Definitely, um, I'm so I'm so amped up for the big three draft. But we got to get to the combine first, which that'll that'll be as fun as well. I'm excited to see who does well. Uh, I'm honestly excited to see who uh, someone I didn't mention or just haven't heard of before, um, just to see like who performs. Those are always the most fun to me. Is the most is the the guys who don't have prominent names. Uh, making making a name for themselves in the big three and within the combine and being drafted over the bigger names that you are, are a little bit more heralded or you maybe heard of within the NBA or overseas or whatever the case may be. That's always fun to me. Also want to add uh, as the last piece of news, big three is renewing partnership with CBS. So we'll see them on CBS again this summer and repartnering with, I think, no, yeah, no, I think I know they're repartnering with Microsoft with ZipRecruiter, Monster, Taco Bell. I think that's going to be for Bring the Fire. But in addition to that, I have some new partnerships with PNC Bank, Burger King, Facebook, or Meta, whatever it's called now, um, as well as Verizon. So adding some new partnerships to the table. And I only say that because I think um, working in unison with other big name corporations out there, it's a good sign for the league and what they're doing. Continuing to add partnerships with other other companies out there, but also renewing partnership with some, some very um, integral partners from the past with Taco Bell and Monster and uh, the, some of the rest of those that I mentioned. Microsoft, I think that was a big one for the draft last year, especially with Zoom being such a prominent thing in this day and age as well. Okay, that is all the updates uh, that we currently have as of May 1st. So I appreciate everyone who's tuned into this episode. I apologize that there is no interview on the back end like there typically is. However, 
that will change. I'm definitely working my hardest to try to get an interview, uh, multiple interviews, especially leading up to the draft. And again, we will do that live mock draft. We will do a draft, a live draft show, um, kind of breaking down, reacting, analyzing what's going on with the big three draft as it's happening. And it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun summer. So make sure you stick around or tuned in or subscribed on YouTube or following on, on socials on Instagram and, and Twitter, and you'll get all your updates there. We appreciate everyone who tuned in. Thank you to Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel for providing us with a platform as always. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.